I tell you what, it is fitting that Collywood and Carlton give us our gateway into round 20, a weekend that has so many games critical to what the season will look like in four weeks' time. There are beauties everywhere, and it's going to paint a picture potentially of how we look after round 24. Scott Lucas is with us to preview a massive weekend of footy. G'day, Scotty. Morning, Sam. Priority pick or special compensation package for North Melbourne, whatever you want to term it. I mean, you move in these circles, Scotty. How did the AFL strike a balance between, you know, giving North the help they need, but then not totally compromising the integrity of the competition at the same time? Uh, it's a tough one. I mean, we, we want as even a competition, and the AFL's been big on it, I think, albeit from North Melbourne and West Coast, we've got that, haven't we? Like, mm. it's as competitive a year as we've got. The North Melbourne is an issue. I think it, it, they'll look at the Ben Mackay will be in the interesting one. That's that's the one, isn't it? Because it'll come down to, you know, the number that's required to get the right sort of compensation if he chooses to leave. Uh, and then that how that's worked in. Perhaps there's... Um, a precedent somewhat with Joe Danaher previously that yep. we can look into yep. as we go forward. <laughs> yes, yes. And I don't want to steer you into dangerous waters here, but I mean... No, that's the possibility. Um, <laughs> would, would, but that's my job to navigate them. Yes, well, this is true. I'll steer you there. You could swim out. I mean, would you... you... ask what you like. I've just got to navigate the uh, choppy seas. I'm sure you've got plenty of floaties nearby. Hey, would, would you be surprised if it was worked so that North did get the top band compo for him, which would be pick three? And, and even if it was, I mean, could the AFL not say this is just simply what North Melbourne deserve? Oh, not at all. I could certainly see that. And if you put your competition hat on, you can understand why. If I put my club hat on, though, Sam, I'm kicking up a stink because yeah. I don't want another player taken out of the pool. So if you've got pick six, you've lost effectively. That's now pick seven. Mm. And that really grates on clubs that perhaps have manoeuvred their way into the top end of the draft through um, good trades rather than ladder position. So I appreciate that. And that's the challenge. And head office will always say, you know, we've got to balance, you know, the, the competition as a whole. And we respect and understand that clubs look at it from their perspective. Um, so I see both sides of the argument. But the way that they've played, it looks like some additional support in some shape or form is required. Yeah. Yeah, and and deserve is the wrong word. It's probably more need from a North Melbourne perspective. But you yeah. mentioned you mentioned the Joe Danaher situation. So let's hypothesise here for a moment. Ben Mackay leaves for you know potentially a, a three year deal, just like Joe did, and then you play a year um, at Essendon or whatever he might be going. And then um, there's the potential. Well, obviously, clubs are able to do this: is to renegotiate uh, a new contract, yeah. and therefore you're, you're spreading the funds out. Yeah, well, we'll look out. Basically, you look at what what's the number that's required to yeah. um, trigger top end, and if it's let, let's use five hundred thousand, which we know it's not, but a club doesn't want to pay a player that much, they might pay that to do a shorter term deal and then extend out later on at a lesser value that balances out the total value of the deal, which benefits the club, but also triggers the right compensation. Because I'm sure the discussions are. If a club's looking at a free agent, they don't want the bid matched because they want to, don't want to trade for the player. So they're trying to get the player without giving up any draft capital. So therefore, they may need to pay more money to trigger the right pick, which satisfies the club, the incumbent club. 
so that they elect not to match the bid and they let the player go. Mm. Mm. Yep. Yeah, mm, indeed. Hey, I don't right. know how well I explained <laughs> that um, to those that are listening because for us, it works, but for the broader public, it, it is quite complex and it's something yeah. that clubs have to work through continually. Hmm. Riley Sanders, look, they could be able to pre-list just before we leave North Melbourne here for a moment. And the the club, as we know, has been in conversations with this guy since he was probably 15 years of age. But how good is he? Are we talking maybe a top 10 candidate here? Certainly are. Uh, Mm. He's a player. And each year, Sam, you have players that perhaps uh, hold their value, drop in draft value, or really rise. And I think it's fair that Riley's really risen. He would sit somewhere, from what I can gather, four or five to ten. Yeah, he's he's back end of the top 10, without a doubt. He played super footy, hard at it, uh, huge work rate, um, worked really well for his team. Uh, Be a real asset wherever he ends up. Just just the last one on this special assistance package, which it will be once North Melbourne, you know, formally apply and the AFL then take it, obviously, to the commission level and it looks whatever it looks like. But I do laugh at Tom Scotty because just about every club in the land, maybe save for one or two, has benefited over time from you know some even more blatant priority pick handovers, and and yet years later they they complain when they're on the the wrong end of it. Well, you've always got to back self interest. Yeah, that's now, right. You know, it's you know it's trying. That's it. Um, that's, so it. that's the balance. Yeah, it is. I mean, everything. There's a slight hypocrisy hypocrisy in most things we do, isn't there? Because we're always trying to look after our own backyard. No interest. Uh, I, I yeah. see the I see the broader view. I also so see North Melbourne's position. And, and look, clubs occasionally will just say, well, bloody hell, how did they... They got themselves into this mess. How They should be able to get themselves out of it. And that also rings true also. Yeah. Um, sometimes we assist clubs to protect them from themselves. Not necessarily in the case of North Melbourne, but on other occasions. No interest like self-interest, as they say in the classics. Hey, um, the footy, how do you view tonight? Huge game, isn't it? I mean... We've looked at Carlton's run. Uh, they've had some big wins. Uh, Port Adelaide was an excellent scalp. Uh, they did have several players out of that team. Uh, but a win's a win. So we'll learn a lot more about them. It's unfortunate they've got... Of course, they've got players coming back, but they've had some injury, and then they've got some going out. So it hasn't been an ideal couple of weeks from Carlton in terms of preparation for this game. But it's a great test of where they're at and, and what the last five or six weeks have meant. But I will say they're playing a lot better football. They're moving the ball a lot quicker. Defensively, they're a lot better. Their contest works. So they're playing a really good style of football and mm. are very balanced. But they're coming up against the best team in the comp. So I think that'll be a real challenge for them without question, but also an exciting challenge because you find out where you're at. Um, they can gain an enormous amount of confidence out of this performance that may not lead to four points. You're coming up against the best. There's still, what have we got, four games after this. Um, So they can play their best football and take that into that last block. They've given themselves a chance. That's what they've done. Yeah. Gee, they've struck gold in Ballarat with this Western Bulldogs GWS game. It's huge. The Giants have won six in a row. The Dogs are only in the eight by half a game, Scotty. Last time they met, the Bont ran right, but Toby Green didn't play, and he's kicked 44 from 16 games. So this is a tantalising prospect. Yeah, look, Toby is a star, isn't he? You know, if you look at the whole package and, and that absolute and the intangibles that come with players – uh, hard to argue he's not the most valuable player in the competition, isn't mm-hmm. it? Mm-hmm. Really, 
when you dial it down and what he's meant to this team. They're in excellent form. Their older players uh, appear injury-free, fit and playing some of their best football. Um, huge test uh, for them, but also the dogs. The Ballarat just gives, sways you in favour of the dogs because they've got such a good record there. And then logistically, it's somewhat of a challenge for the team. You fly to Melbourne, you go up to... It's just an extra layer. Uh, that makes it that bit more difficult. Dogs play the ground well there, should be too strong. I mean, it's a little bit like we looked at Port Adelaide. The more you win, which shouldn't be the case, but, you know, the closer you are to a loss, and they've been up for a long time, the Giants. So, yeah, it'll be a tough day for them tomorrow. Going to be huge. We've got a showdown. We've got Geelong and Fremantle. The Cats have to keep winning. And then there's St Kilda, who far from convincing in six and have that danger game against uh, Hawthorne. And the list goes on and on. Scotty, great to have you on, mate. Appreciate you taking the time to steer us through some of those uh, more treacherous waters. Appreciate it. Yeah. <laughs> Always good to chat, Sam. Cheers. Scotty Lucas there. And a glutty or texts have arrived as well. A stack to get through on the 40 Wings temper. 0433981116. I'll read through as many as I can on the other side of this.